it's like a like month a, and a half. Um, yeah. Ooh. Hey, sorry. I mean, we got the... You have your arrow that points right in human design, too? The hmm. one that about consistent energy or inconsistent energy? Oh, I don't know. Which so one is So one that? of the arrows in human design, because mine are all right, so it's oh. easy to remember, is like like a quote you can like reduce it down to manifestation and if you like manifest yes. direct or indirect or whatever mine's this mine's or right. specific non-specific yeah so my one of the arrows i don't know which one represents your energy and it, it whether it's supposed to be consistent or can be consistent or inconsistent basically so, we're in flow mode yeah so my whole like my not my whole life but i from jobs yoga teacher training they were like the one thing we really want to emphasize with you is that you're not consistent. Like I would get this as feedback. And so learning that about myself, I was like, Oh, I don't have to consistently show up as whatever people want to project onto me. I can show up however the fuck I want to. (laughs) And I was like, freedom. Learning those arrows in human design. It's life changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's how I run my business, feminine stuff. Look at how we're starting this podcast with this Aries energy. (laughs) diving the fuck in um which is so good uh so sorry mainly we've just been retreating both of us in different ways so we haven't gotten together to record yeah and here we are right after well it's still the aries uh super stellium is what shannon my therapist yes and today is it our therapist are there i was like you wanted to just oh no i I, Um, after we had her on the podcast i was like oh hello uh, i would like to book a session (laughs) Uh, yeah, she called it a super stellium because we have Mercury, the moon, the sun. So stelliums can be four aspects, four planets. It doesn't necessarily have to be the sun and the moon either. So, um, and then I believe it's Venus that's in Aries as well. Mm. And then we have the asteroids, Eros, Ceres, and then Chiron's been in Aries and it's going to be in Aries for a while. It's always generational. So, uh, or I don't know if the astrologers use the term generational for that, but it's a lot of years. Um, so the Aries energy this weekend is and pretty And today's intense. the new moon, so it's yes, a yeah, birthday. and in Aries, yeah. So, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna say Aries 80 times in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Aries season's really tough for me. Pisces was long; that season was long, but I fucking love it. I mean, double Pisces. I love the subtle world that comes in, and like people having to deal with their shit <laughs> in this way that you know. But of course. Aries, the polarity of that is Libra. And we were talking mm. about this with balance. And I was talking to my therapist about mother wound stuff and just this, all this stuff that's coming up that for me, I always feel like, and, and we're human, where I'm like, oh, I've worked on this. No, 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 I figured this out. And then like a little old wound comes in where I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Like, ah, oh shit. Like, I well, still have work spiral. to do there. Yes. It is This spiral. is exactly what was coming up for me in Pisces yeah. and the beginning of Aries season. It was just like, whoa, yeah. I thought I did all that. Yeah. Well, and I think we still have no planets retrograde. I think Mercury is the first one that's going to go retrograde. So it is an activating time. But I feel like I put a little pressure on myself around that mm. um, to be like, well, what do I want? This is yes. the time to activate. But this is also why... For me, it's important to more and more every single day, like disconnect from how I'm going to put it and how we always put it, paradigms, programs, matrix, feel, whatever, um, so that I can feel less connected to expectations, projections, all of this, Mm -hmm. because um, it just, it's just not working anymore. (laughs) 
like, I was like, I was like, I've gotten to the point where it's just not working. Where if I'm around people who heavily project onto me, I am get so exhausted. And again, in human design, I'm a five one. And anytime you're an empath or have deep empathy or are psychic, people are going to project onto you these ideas of who and what you are. And it can be exhausting interacting in that, but also I'm like, it's like I, I go back and forth between like really wanting to share my own truth and then like, or like even say like, hey, so can you just like chill with these ideas about me? But that also implies <laughs> that I'm psychically, which I'm not psychically dialing in, but projections are, they're in the ethers. They're exactly that. So like I can feel, it's almost like someone like blows dust into my eyes and they, and I'm like, when I'm hanging out with them and I'm like, I don't, please stop doing that. <laughs> and sometimes like projections, there'll be projections where they're positive they're not always negative so sometimes it's like oh cool this person but i can when i feel that too i think it's funny i'm like oh gosh they think i'm like this very put together human <laughs> well it's a distortion that can it confuse is. you if you don't have a solid foundation of yourself yeah or you can even like act from that projection yeah. which Ooh. i think the projection episode was our last episode so maybe that's what's was I'm, it? what's being anchored to I that don't know. Maybe it was. I think it was. Oh my gosh. So, we're just professionals over here. (laughs) Yeah, right. I was literally talking Uh, to my mom the other day, because every time I drive into Asheville, I've really noticed, because I've been tuning more into my body, how I dissociate when I, like, mm. cross the threshold of coming into Asheville. And I was just saying to her, like, we were going to the grocery store, and I was going to go in with her, and then I was, like, in the parking lot, putting my mask on, being like, actually, no, I need to get back in the car. Like, I can't go in there. And afterwards was just like, you know, I think I need to be a lot more conscious and aware of when I go into these environments. And I thought about the Matrix and you know how like Neo and all of them are in that weird submarine or whatever the hell they're in. And you know, they like have this whole mindset. They're like, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm going to get sit in the chair. And then you plug in right there in your point, which is fascinating. Yeah, your brainstem. Your brainstem. And so I just need to like have more awareness of when I'm plugging in to that like world to those projections to all that energy and to be like okay right I've got my badass sunglasses on and my like combat boots or yeah you know, your whatever. leather or your pleather yeah or just <laughs> I'm wearing this like astronaut suit where nobody can touch me you know but uh-huh. so, just being more conscious in those moments because I do think yeah. things are kind of ramping up in an interesting way that for me the way I've responded is I've just needed to be in my own energy and in my own house and just not, I have, you know, don't have Instagram on my phone. I'm just like, I can't, I can't, don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to still be social and integrate and go to the freaking grocery store. So just being really conscious of like, am I cool? Do I feel good? Has anything entered my system? Like, do I feel distortion or tension? No? Okay, cool. Then I can get out of my car <laughs> and go inside. Yeah. Just having more checks for yourself. I don't know. I mean, I like that you bring up the word distortion because our conversation before the podcast, we have like many layers we want to talk about. So it'll be cool to see, of course, where it goes. But the word distortion really sums things up for me right now (laughs) around, you know, what I feel around that to get weird right away and what I have heard from other 
channelers. Of course, I'm taking a break from Instagram too, so I'm not watching too much about this. But what I feel like is it's like a lot of whispers in people's ears. Like earworms, is that even a Ooh. real thing? Like that, well, right? I where had they a go bunch of weird ear. ear stuff, oh, so that's really interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that visual was just a like, little too real for sorry. me. Uh, <laughs> that, like, you know, where I feel there is a lot of, um, how do I put this? Uh, ideas that we have to be in a certain uh, frequency and place. And I see this distortion happening in the quote spiritual community, which I don't know, that is again, that public pool space <laughs> sometimes. And then in the, uh, collective, let's say, uh, energy around things as well, where there's this idea that, you know, okay. So the analogy my guides are giving me is like me, I'm in my car I drive a Nissan Versa, right? It's red. Hello. Hi. Everybody knows what that car looks like, right? And I'm driving down, I'm listening to my emo Enneagram 4 music. Cause I do think I'm an Enneagram 4. <laughs> I've landed. Ooh, okay. Sexual subtype Enneagram 4. I just help. I go into that protector part real easily. So Got it. that is where I feel very eight. <laughs> I'm comfortable with feeling like an eight too. So we, so, you know, and I'm driving and I stop at a stoplight and I'm listening to my emo music, whatever, or Fleetwood Mac, cause uh, duh, you know, <laughs> and I'm, you know, and the car next to me pulls up and it's so funny. They're showing me like a big truck and let's say they're playing country music or something like that. We are in Asheville. And instead of being like, oh, what are you listening, you know, oh, what are they listening to or judging? There's this idea that I have to then turn my radio to the same frequency as theirs. Mm. That's the energy I feel around a lot of things happening right now <laughs> where it's like, I just wait. It's, it, right? it's the where, pressure to. Yes, it's the pressure to, to join um, where there's this idea that, um, and what I see is a lot of, and we've talked this, I love the matrix idea here, like those agent Anderson, right? It's Anderson. Um, I do see a lot of that happening. A lot of people, and this is where I get on my spiritual soapbox about understanding energy and understanding the nervous system so we can appropriately suss out when something isn't of our highest good. You know, and Tom and I have been talking a lot lately where I'm like, I, I really think that one of the main problems that we're coming across right now with people, and this is very Aries, is energy, is like, I don't think people understand what they want. Mm. Like, I'm like, if you don't know what you want, you can't really create a life of what, like what we were talking about, intention, understanding, thoughtfulness. And I really think that there are some, there is some pressure to live, which duh, this is like not news in this artificial space, especially around like social media, our phone, things like this. And I'm starting, which I know you were ahead of me on this, like to distill out where I'm like, I'm literally moving into this space where I'm like, that is not real. Even when people text me, this is actually not real. Like this is a mm. not reality. <laughs> Social media is not real, which, you know, at its base sounds so kind of silly. Like, of course it's not real, Alex, but we do get hormonally invested and hormonally and energetically in response to all of these things. It's Adrenal, it's a trap yeah anything like this where we feel this connection to something that's false 
And I think what's happening is there is a real, and this is, this conversation is not just my idea. This conversation is happening in a lot of places and spaces. So, um, where there is this like split, but there's also this idea of not necessarily, um, feeling like we know our own reality, which would be like the major gaslighting narcissistic in a, a macro sense that that's happening around a lot of things. Um, but also connected to just this sense of ourselves, ourselves, the world, what is real, all of that. I feel like there's a lot of conversation around that. You know, and I sound paranoid and I'm sure some, I have lots of therapist friends who don't think I'm crazy and my therapist doesn't think I'm crazy, but like I can tell when I'm getting checked in on, on the, in the ether zone, because I'll just be frank about this. Like psychics are tracked. <laughs> like, I, and I, I'm not like, whatever, you know, we're, I'm not exciting. So I don't know, like, I'm sure they're bored. But there are, there are remote viewers that track psychics. It's a thing. I can't, I'm actually kind of embarrassed I'm talking about it on the podcast because it sounds like absolutely nuts. And I'm sure someone's like, oh my God, I'm turning this off. Uh, but when you're tracked in the ethers in this certain way, I can feel it when it's m much more um, prevalent. Like I can see them. So I talk to them and I'm like, you can fuck off now. Like I tell them to leave and they do. I mean, that's kind of the deal with remote viewing, I feel, is if someone doesn't want you to remote view them, you should leave, that kind of thing. And they're, they're, that's like part of, the, part of the, the law of everything. I did not think I was going to talk about this, so I don't know. Maybe this is St. Germain coming <laughs> through, who is also with us today, which I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to be super weird today. So that'll be great. So it's just been interesting because I've, I've felt the kicking up of the monitoring. Mm. And I always find that interesting because to me, that's the contrast, right? Anything like this, any system that holds us back psychically and, in, and, and, and thrives on trauma, is how I'm going to put it, and on humanity's trauma, mm -hmm. uh, is obviously siphoning energy for uh, something nefarious, where when that's kicked up to me, that means there is a uh, very specific and very powerful energy right now that people can utilize for good. So when I get that, I'm always like, okay, so now like, what are we looking at in terms of energetic clearing or in terms of the energy of the universe that we can utilize quote for good, whatever wording we want to use there, because there is uh, a, there are the nefarious energies that are trying to take advantage of something right now. And I don't even need to go into that psychically. I think that's a waste of my time. A lot of psychics do lovely, wonderful, great do that, but it's a waste of my time. So for now, uh, so it's interesting because there is like a very more specific spiritual battle going on right now. Um, and again, we can go into as above, so below where I feel like it's starting to trickle down into the human realm in this way. Uh, and so you're seeing distorted reality. That's the best way to put it. We were saying the word propaganda, but even that word I feel like has projections that have been placed on it, uh, spells that have been placed on it. So it's, it's tough because <laughs> there, I, so I just want to be like clear and say this. <laughs> There are so many esoteric things happening in the world right now that 
if you don't, you're listening to the, this podcast, human, on the other side, right? So you're in, you obviously have some sort of connection to esoteric principles. It is important, in my opinion, and I don't mean this in an alarmist way, to understand that there are people that take advantage of esoteric energies, and then there are people who are in a more pure space. And we, we were talking about this in terms of like generational trauma, things like this before, but I just... I think that right now, you know, it's kind of like the, my guides are also giving me this image of like clearing out the, the plane, you know, like you got to like set the fire and like release it out. Um, so that, and I got that image in a reading this week too for a client. So it re releasing all of that so that new growth can come in. That's a lot of cardinal fire, airy season energy. So it's not anything really necessarily new. I just... You know, and of course, for me, the way I value and how I how spiritual I am, you know, I, I I hope people resource more in this way because once we understand the energetics of things a little bit better, we can really dive into where some of the like dysfunction is happening. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of dysfunction. <laughs> Um, and you know, maybe that's my lens right now and that's shit I got to work through and understand because there's a lot of weird, there's some weird wounds that have come up recently for me that I, I again, I'm like, oh, I got to look at this again. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll look at it again, but I thought I had kind of quote figured that out, which when you think you figured something out is when you've literally not yeah. <laughs> figured it out. It's like, if I think I know, I don't know anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, that's a little bit of what I've been feeling. What about you? <laughs> I'm no, like, all right, let's really, re-record. No. Let's start over. <laughs> I'm talking about people. I no, think no, I've no. talked about that before. I think a lot of psychics talk about being stalked. It's okay. It's a thing. It's a real thing. So it'll, it'll happen in my car, I mean, too, hey, listen, we're real, all being stalked. Intense. That's let's true. Let's be real. We're yeah. all being watched. Like, certain people are maybe <laughs> starred for some reason or, like... Anyway. I just think it's funny. I'm always yes. like, get out. I've, I've been feeling that. I feel that there, how can I articulate it? Because I have kind of in a space where I, um, I don't know, I haven't been consuming much knowledge around astrology or like what's happening because I just, I kind of just need to feel it. And pro I'm in a big processing stage and I do really resonate with a lot of the like clearing out a ton of stuff to make room for something big that needs to come in. It does feel like there's a really big invitation with so much of the different elements that are happening, obviously on the physical plane, but just kind of energetically. People are really being asked, or a lot of the people I'm surrounded by, are really being asked to like step into themselves in a much bigger way, which is asking a lot of them, right? And the process of doing that is kind of an interesting challenge and its own roller coaster. And so I've been doing that. I've been watching other people doing that. And also just in hearing what you're saying, I completely agree that so much of, I'll say, the collective or what I perceive to be the collective, which sometimes I'm, uh, quite honestly, most of the time I'm scared of and don't want to be around and, <laughs> you know, all the things, but I'm not trying to be negative about it. Um, so similar to what you're saying, of like there's a lot of energy here being harvested, let's say. And if that's true that's a huge invitation for like, how can we actually use this energy in a different way? So for me, I've been trying to really, not mm, trying, I've been focusing on really 
noticing when my system is in that kind of reactive mode or feeling that pressure to, uh, yeah, merge with someone's system to approve them of what they like or what they've chosen or um, any of that. And instead just really holding my shit to myself and being conscious of, do I really feel like I want to share this right now? Have I been asked to share what I feel right now? Is it necessary to share that? Like, does it feel important to share that? And can I just validate this, again, this idea of like every, Ram Dass, everyone is God in drag, right? Mm-hmm. Can I just let that person be? And, you know, it's kind of really being aware of like, am I being asked right now to give advice or my opinion or my own story as a reflection? Or are they just expressing themselves and can I just let that be? And so what I was seeing when you were talking is this idea of complexity that I think we're having a hard time with right now, which makes sense. There's a bunch of shit going on, right? A lot of people are kind of trauma activated with COVID, with all the race relations that were put under the microscope last year. Like so much has been happening, but it is just this idea of like, can we imagine a world where everyone is allowed to be exactly who they are and exactly in the process that they're in and not hold judgment there and not take any of it personally or make it anything about us, but just allowing us all to coexist somehow. And now it feels like the coexist bumper sticker, which I don't know, maybe I kind of love the coexist bumper sticker, Uh like throw shade at me. I don't know. But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just for me, every time I'm noticing it, even coming up in myself and being like, oh, I don't agree with that. I need to get defensive. I'm like, ooh, let's cool that down. What's that about? And instead, can I blast a trail right now where you're able to live and I'm able to live and we can both be in this conversation Mm -hmm. and can I just enjoy your energy? And I think that's part of where I've had a challenge because it sounds a little, you know, spiritual to be like, can we just sit here and like not talk? (laughs) You know? Can I just be around you? I just want to be around my friends, but I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to talk about all this stuff. I don't want to digest. I don't want to tell them what I've been doing because I haven't been doing anything. You know, it's just like I don't. And I, it's an interesting zone, too. I think with COVID, we've all gone so internal that now there is kind of this aspect of like maybe it's kind of not really knowing how to relate to people in the same way or how to express or how to, yeah, kind of be in the same room with someone for an hour. Like, what do we even talk about? What do we even do? But it is, for me, so much more of like, I want to be so intentional about this that I don't want to talk about things I don't care about. Or I don't want to talk about things that don't make me feel good. And if they make you feel good, I want to be able to hold space for that to the point where then I've hit my threshold and be able to express that. Because that's me being real, yeah. you know? So it's it's an interesting navigating wa- deep waters, right? And when we were in Pisces season... There was one day where you texted me and it was basically like, today is weird, like weird dreams, you know, our usual <laughs> kind of check-in, like, yo, weird dreams. Um, and you were saying something about Pisces energy and I was like, yeah, I don't even know really what Pisces energy is. And you said something about the ocean, you were like, oceans, waves, and I was like, okay, yeah, because it feels like I'm moving sideways. And you were like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, I think we're, I've been in like a spin cycle basically. And I feel like all of us have been. And so it's just how can we find our equilibrium, right? Mm. Which is kind of what I feel like we're kind of some, dancing around. That's some Libra 
Libra Aries polarity right. stuff coming up. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. and for me, my ears have been really weird for a while now. Like, even before... Yeah, they have. Do yeah. you remember? I've, it's been kind of weird, and that's... It, like, got activated again, and I'm like, whoa, there's something up with my crystals in my ear, like, my sense of balance, or these kind of... Am I, like, listening to... Am I not hearing messages? My ears have been ringing. Mm. So just trying to unpack, like, the layers of your physical manifestation of what's going on in a deeper, we're doing that collectively. So what is happening as a physical manifestation? Like what are the energetic layers behind that? Where are we putting our power or energy that maybe is toxic or distorted or not actually in alignment with our true selves or our truth or our wants or needs? And it's weird. It's freaking weird. Mm -hmm. I do agree that I don't think many people actually know what they want, who they are, that clarity of like, you know, even if all of this stuff was fixed, what would you do with your life? Do people even think about that? We should be thinking about that. Like, that's what we should be, like, you know, plowing ahead. It's like, no, 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 this is what I visualize for who I'll be when I feel like I'm, you know, yes. on the other side of some of this. Yes. Um, yeah, and that was another thing. So this whole idea of where you're putting your energy, which was when we did the, the episode at the beginning of the year. God, it's April. Holy Moses. <laughs> anyway, what? Um, where it was this idea of like, what side are you on, right? Are you healing or are you still hurting? And that's that's basically what I'm trying to like, where are you putting your energy? Are you putting it towards the healing of the planet or these issues or the world, you know, whatever, towards positive? Or are you being more in the negative? And I do think there are moments and there it there had there was like an intent something was turned up for sure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it was. But I had done this, I had done a lot of work and was just feeling like I was on a high. I was like, oh my God, yes, this is the energy I've been wanting. Like, I'm here, I made it. And then, you know, the kind of whispers in your ear start of the old stories, the old patterns, the old insecurities. And I was like, yo, what? Like, I thought I did this, you know? And it kind of beats you down. So I do think even when you choose, like, no, 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 I'm doing the work. I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. There still has, there's going to be, there's bound to be moments. And it also is this kind of temptation, that dev, devil on your shoulder, the temptation, the energetic. So it's just, for me, it's been really honing in on when that shift happens, when that arises, and what I do in the situation. Of like, noticing it, letting it live, how can I hear it out, but then choose to put my energy elsewhere. You know, which I do yeah. think we were talking about with projections was essentially what we were talking about. How can we validate, like, okay, I hear you. This is real, right? This is real in some reality. But I'm going to choose something else. So it's just, it's like the next layer of that. Yeah. Which is really challenging. So, I don't know, my heart just goes out to everybody. Because I feel like everyone's kind of just at that, we're raggedy, you know? COVID kind of was a total came out of left field, like, blew us all over. It was a tsunami of, of its own for so many different reasons. And now it's getting warm and we want to be outside. And we, like, yeah, this new burst of energy. There was something Shannon, our therapist, <laughs> um, was telling me that there's, at one point when I was having a really rough go, that almost all the planets were, like, behind the North Node or something. Something was happening with the North Node where there was this pressure of, like, who are you going to be? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? And it was kind of just like, ah! But apparently that's loosening up soon. <laughs> yep. That makes sense so, to all my clients I, Yeah, I've been feeling yeah. that with a lot of my friends. Just everybody's kind of like, 
I feel like it needs to be now, but I don't know what steps to take. And ah, so it's interesting. And how can we have more grace and more space and more patience with ourselves and our process during that time? And for me, it's so much of just, you know, it's a big thing of faith, which is, again, another buzzword, interesting word, but just choosing to be like, I am okay. Everything is okay. I'm exactly where I need to be. It's okay for me to listen to what feels right to me. I can do that. So I'm like building my own trust muscle with my own body and my own path and myself in a really big way that for a long time doing the spiritual work was like, oh, this is fun. This is beautiful. Look at this. This all feels magical. Oh my God, amazing. And now I'm like, okay, fuck, I have to actually live by this now and I'm doing it. But it takes a lot. It's hard. We're so conditioned. So conditioned to feel, to be small, to be scared of, and this is something that I was talking about before. I feel like in a way, and you know, I recognize this may trigger some people and that's okay. I'm not saying this is what I feel a hundred percent, but I noticed that COVID and kind of the fear that it's, uh, awoken in, in all of us in the collective has created another excuse for us to not do what we want to do, to not feel free, to not X, Y, Z, right? It's to keep us small, to keep us in our house, to keep us scared, to keep us wearing masks, to keep us, you know, all this stuff. And it's, it's crazy to me too, that it's activated such a fire and all these different, um, kind of realms that has been clearly like beautiful in a way. Yeah. Maybe similar to kind of a forest fire. Like it needs to blow up. It needs to burn down. We have to have all this stuff come to the surface, but also it's creating this energy through the fear that now is like, I don't know, this cancel culture, like denying other people, gaslighting people. I'm like, this is not the way. Like, this is not, this is just more excuses for us to be a victim or for us to not feel empowered or, or free. And I, you know, everybody has trauma. Everybody's process with their trauma is very different. You may have been triggered by certain things that have happened in the past year that is very real for you. And I'm not trying to demean or negate any of that. But what I'm saying is just recognize where you're putting your energy and am I letting this get to me as opposed to being like, wow, this sucks, but I'm still choosing to keep my head up, you know, mm-hmm. in whatever way that comes out for you. Cause it's just, I don't want that to beat people down. I just feel people are weary and they like want to live again. And I'm like, but you're still living. <laughs> we are still living. Right. You get to choose that every time you get up out of bed, you get to choose how you're going to feel about your day. You don't get to choose what happens to you, you kind of don't get to choose what mood you're in, but you get to choose how you feel about what's going on and how you react in it. And so I don't know if people, and that's where I kind of get worried, is like I don't know if people actually understand that, that they have a choice. And that's where I get concerned and confused about like the future. Like how can we make sure that everybody feels like they have a choice? Because I feel like most of the people in the world, especially most people in America, don't understand that they get a conscious choice every minute, every day, all the time. Yeah. That isn't expressed to them. They don't understand it. But I'm like, don't you get it energetically though? Like, can't, doesn't your body just like push this on you? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and this is what we, I want to make sure you feel comfortable. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, that's where uh, I'm at. That's where <laughs> I'm at. Perfect. This is what we were talking about in ter- before in terms of generationally and ancestrally working with people. So, you know, of course, in readings, I always say guides, ancestors, past loved ones, angels, and you, or your higher self or observation lens and spirit. And so when we resource from our observation lens and from spirit, we're, we, we simply bring more elements to the table, which can literally be elemental, 
fire, water, air, Mm -hmm. you know, um, earth, anything like that. But it can have this feel to it where, you know, we were, we were talking about this in terms of, um, there's so much conversation around generational trauma, right. That we were talking about like handed down. Um, and this is why like we can have resentments towards our parents or our grandparents or anything like this, rightfully so, because it's like, or lineage. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and, and when we are working with, and this is where I have clients that ask me like, do guides exist or do my guides exist or ancestors? And, you know, I recently had, um, I don't think I've talked about this in the podcast. My grandmother on my dad's side come through to me real clearly and talk to me about some marriage stuff. Mm. And so what I've been calling this collectively, because again, I'm psychic and of course everybody is psychic. So you're feeling this on, to some degree is like the matrix of marriage and like the struggles. And I'm going to be just honest about this. I'm honest with Tom about it. I have around the energetics of marriage. It's a trap. Yeah. Like (laughs) I was like, so we chose to be in something that generationally I don't think was healthy. I'm just going to say that to be polite, uh, (laughs) on either of our sides, uh, that also, uh, we joined a group of really, sorry, to be frank, dysfunctional people. I'm just going to be totally honest. With your family, um, your like nuclear family. Uh, no, right? with the people in society oh, who are married. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, with people who are married. Uh, and then There's we also... There's a lot of conditioning. Conditioning. The conditioning and that comes with we, marriage. We in, you invite a lot of elements into your home when you get married. In a way that I was like, I mean, my older sister and her partner Morgan decided not to get married and she's always like I'm so glad we didn't and I can see that now because I'm like this is stupid like I've been joking around Tom I'm like can we get a divorce and not tell anyone like I want to be with you but I don't want to be married anymore because it's stupid like and and so what what really we're not going to get a divorce but what really (laughs) happened around this conversation and why this makes sense to what you're talking about is like distilling out the energetics right so Mm. I was like, so I call it the matrix of marriage. I could also feel the connection of the web of all the people who are married as well and that dysfunction. And yes, there are functional marriages, but there are definitely a lot of dysfunctional marriages. So there's that. Uh, and I want to honor there are traumatic situations in marriages too, of course, too as well. So, and then we have this like, you know, like these, not not even just expectations, projections, all of these ideas of this. And so when Lois, my grandmother, came through and was talking to me, she was talking to me about something she wanted to resolve through me with her husband, John, my dad's dad, and, like, starts talking to me. And I'm just like, A, no. (laughs) I just was like... not here for that. I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. So Tom and I, and I had a session with Shannon, I've been talking about it, and I came to the conclusion, I was like, so here's the deal, Tom. And he was like, what? Is he so used (laughs) to like me being like, here's the deal. I was like, I don't want to karmically work through our marriage um, or through our parents' marriage, anything. Like, I go, I don't want to do karmic marriage work with you. Like, and I, I don't want to do ancestral karmic work through our marriage. Period. Full right. stop. Didn't like, I'm, like, right I'm not choosing yeah. that. I have a really clear spiritual path. 
I love you, and I don't want to be like, you know, we recently rewatched, oh, I rewatched, he watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time, and she talks about her mission a ton in partnership. And I was like, no wonder I loved this show when I was in high school and college. No wonder I love this show, because she's like, the mission, the mission. And so I've talked to Tom about it where I'm like, I'm not going to go like live in the woods without you and like leave you for the mission. But like (laughs) the mission is my number one. Right. Like it's my number one. And that doesn't mean I love you less. It simply means I don't want to do the human work of this like marriage bullshit. Well, it's not what you're here to do. It's projected onto me. Exactly. And so it was cool to kind of like distill out some of that. To then choose. It's like you read Mm. the energy, you go through it, you see the patterns, you sit with the energy, you sit with the feeling. And maybe, too, to give her credit, this is why Lois came through, not to be, like, bugging me as a past grandma. But to trigger you. But to trigger me to, like, Mm. get to this conclusion because they they are an observation lens even though they're still working through stuff. And, um, you know, like, maybe that's my projection that she wanted me to work through her or through her karma. Maybe she was like, I'm going to trigger her so that she, like, can really, like, wrap her brain around some of this. Because I can feel other people in our marriage. It's really weird. I know that sounds funny, but I can feel... It's kind of like we chose to be in a group of people that I think are, like, not really... I'm like, what is this? (laughs) And again, I'm being judgmental towards marriage. I get that, but... And I got married at 37, you know, so... Well, that's your experience You know, (laughs) like, yes. And... I married a fucking awesome gem of a human who does the work, who sees, like, a therapist who's, like, willing to have these conversations with me. Like, I married a wonderful partner in this way, and I'm like, okay, we got to clear this out. Yes. And this is where I think you can get to the, what I want to, like, add to your thread of, like, the nuancedness is how I'll put it, of choice. And when we aren't in choice, we're in trauma, right? And we can say that word or we're in upregulation, fight or flight, we're in uh, a vigilant state, um, you know, distortion, exactly, right? And so when we feel that distortion and then that connectedness, so I think what you're speaking to, too, is like, it's like the only way out is through in a lot of ways of like we go in and we kind of retrieve our soul. And so what I, what I think is cool about this is like one of my clients has this really cool path where you can see generationally um and you can do this with astrology too but where you can see generationally like her grandmother and her mom and her sister and then her nephew all are artists right we were talking about this before the podcast and they are all connected to art right and so her nephew is this very very profound artist at age like six and it's like what does that look like when we you know what if Because I also recently found out I'm 50%, over 50% Celtic. Like, Celtic from, like, back in the day before they uh, fled to Ireland and Scotland. Which is pretty amazing how they got there, too. I mean, even even looking up Celtic goddesses. Because I joke around when I do the Celtic cross in tarot. Mm. I'm like, I'm not Celtic. So I pull it in a spiral. And I'm sure my ancestors (laughs) were like, what the fuck, lady? Like... And so, and my tattoo with this, the the crow, anyways, it's just so fascinating. I was like, oh, I've been like being stalked by this Celtic energy and I didn't even realize that I've been to Scotland anyways. So, um, 
Mm. We were, so talking about that, my dad has figured out my mom is like over 70% Celtic. And I'm like, okay, then, and she does. My mom has lots of intuitive things going on, but she would never right. uh, relate to being intuitive. And so part of me is like, well, what if, and then Lois, speaking of my grandmother, was, I saw apparitions, vivid dreamer, all of this stuff. And so I'm like, well, what if generationally we had unplugged from some sort of society matrix and we were able to generationally, like, like be open to these gifts? How does it look like generationally when we are, like, cultivating the purity of that rather than this idea of continuing the generational trauma? It's like, well, what am I cultivating that's, like, in that pure energy you know, because it's, it's tough. I think growing up, it was like I grew up in a very practical family. And my chart, all of it, it's not that it's not practical, but it's very feminine. It's very much being in the flow of things. And, of course, I have masculine elements in my chart. But it's like I'm really meant – my North Node's in Cancer. It's That's generational, too. I'm like I'm meant to – I'm here to receive, play, all of these good things. And I think what was programmed into me was like you got to work hard. You can't do – you know, I'm, I'm like writing a book. I'm a really great writer. And it was like, here's Alex. She's a great writer, but that can't pay the bills. Like all this programming yeah. where we and I, you and I were talking where sometimes I get resentful, like clearly, because <laughs> I'm like, God, I got to catch up to myself. Yeah, I'm 39 and I'm still trying to like catch up to some mm. of these things. And I think some of it was like really being like, I don't want to assist in resolving some of this generational trauma that I feel like is 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 being kind of like hey can especially when it comes well, it to holds you back yeah from, I was like, from the mission I do that work I was like I just want to enjoy Tom I want to yeah. be with Tom I want to like can I, I love being around this human every day I don't want to work through baggage from his parents and my parents like no like I was just like out that's beautiful you're all out and like they cut they keep coming back in like of course can we are you sure and i'm like no you're not invited to the dinner table you gotta go like no 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 and i think that's the choice of like just to be totally frank with covid there are a lot of energetics around covid where i'm like i'm not participating in that and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way of course you know, I was just at a baby shower. Like, I will wear my mask. Like, I am I, I am definitely connected in terms of, like, honoring where people are, the choices they want to make to feel like, okay, I want to do this. Right. You know, I, I get that. I also am like, okay, but you have to honor the people who are like, I'm not going to participate in this energy. And I think a lot of that fear porn, let's be real, piece you know like that would Mm. wave in I'd be like oh no 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 I don't have my jersey on coach sorry (laughs) like no like I'm not participating and this is codependency codependent no more this is enmeshment this is like be in the be in the suffering with me and again I just want to reiterate energetically it's so clear to me fear is never shared that's why it's so scary because you were meant to experience fear on your own. It's like in The Body Keeps the Score, he talks about that car accident at the beginning with the two people and how they both respond to the trauma, quote, the same trauma, extremely differently. Okay. One's going to dissociate possibly, right? And that's your central nervous system, your brain, not necessarily your peripheral. So then you have to connect back, do mind-body things. 
right? To create that neuroplasticity in the brain. So we have choice in the peripheral nervous system. It's like, boop. Where another person, they could have PTSD in terms of nightmares and in terms of going to polyvagal, like freezer fawn, you know, where they just start checking out. It could look like dissociation. Fawn looks a lot like dissociation. And so, you know, or that numbing out. And so it's interesting to me because it's like, this, the impact of this, I think people are looking for a lot of solidarity around like, well, you were scared too, right? And I just want to be clear, like, I don't mean that lacking compassion, but fear is something, again, you experience on your own. Love is meant to be shared. So you share in the frequency mm -hmm. of love, but even, even then you're experiencing it in your own system, right? But when someone else, so I've, I've had to really work psychically on this during all of this COVID, just to admit and talk about this, where someone will kind of like, it's like they speak it into the air, there's smoke in the air, and they're like, share in my fear. And unfortunately, I just don't do that. And I, it's not to say I don't have empathy and compassion, right. especially when it comes to when you're not negating it, you're not saying it's not yes. real. Yeah, I'm not saying, exactly. I'm not saying gaslighting and being like, your fear's not re real, exactly. I'm just saying I'm not participating and sharing in this because once I participate in sharing in fear, we're both stuck in the trenches. We're both stuck. How are we going to get out then? Like, I'm going to have to stand on your shoulders and then lift you up. Like, no, I'm going to be like, I'm going to go get a rope, but whenever you're ready, we'll help you climb out of this. Like, or whatever the analogy looks like. Mm. I think for me, it was really, really clear that that enmeshment piece you know, that's not solidarity, you know, that, that is not, uh, it, 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 and like you actually legit can't share it, you know, because I'm going to have different effects from this past year. You're going to have different effects because we are experiencing and seeing the world in through our own lens and through our own chart, really astrologically mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And so that part has been really challenging for me lately because I think, this is like where I was trying to see if I'm an Enneagram 8, but like deep in my gut, when my values are like really disrupted in that way, it can be tough for me to, to not say anything. And I, I think it's like no response is a response is perfect for me. It's like no response is a response. Like yeah. there is this kind of like widening out. Like you talk really brilliantly about like the neutral, you know, and I was talking with a client about this, like the razor's edge. Like I was like, don't, you know, it's so frustrating when it's like, well, this certain demographic feels this way. So it's therefore these people are the ones who are feeling this way about this. And I'm like, that literally is like made up fucking shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, that is like made up. Like all of us are unique individuals. So there's, there's no, there, the, the sociology of this is real off. <laughs> yeah. Is real off. So you know, I think, I think some of that frustration is coming up for me, but right. And because it's every day, which I, again, we're, we're taught some of these dysfunctions. So I never am like, Oh, here, this person goes again. It's more so I haven't had to like utilize my energetic gifts in this way, this often in my right. entire life. Like you know, and, and again, not in a manipulative way, but more so in a, oh, I don't want to have this conversation. And I put up like a smoke screen, 
And it's hilarious. Sometimes the person literally like is like, what was I talking about? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, I just talked for a long time. Sorry. No, that's okay. <gasps> um, what, what I can relate to and what I feel like part of um, what is in what you're expressing is this fact that I've realized that when I do hold that neutrality, I have to almost also hold space and like, I'll say beam out, because it's not project out, but like beam out this this fact or this energy of like me not um, agreeing is not me uh, denying you, right? Yes. Like there's, again, it's this idea of like I can have a different idea and that is okay. Like, so I have to almost beam out that truth and that energy to be held. I'll use an example because I'm not sure if I'm like articulating this well. I also have been focusing a lot on ancestor work and kind of been bringing that more into my practice um, because I do recognize I am white. I have European ancestors. And, And kind of what you're saying, there are some things, marriage being one of them, right? There's certain um, constructs and patterning that I inherited in my bloodline, in my DNA, that I want to heal. And I know I want to be a mother. And I don't necessarily feel or want to put this urgency on anyone, but I really feel called right now to do a lot of inner deep work to clear parts of my DNA and my patterning of what I'll be passing on to my child just by carrying them in my womb. Not necessarily the feelings I'm having or the thoughts that I'm having while they're in the womb, but just like straight up DNA, like junk DNA, epigenetic stuff. Like I want to clear the bloodline before I have a child. That's all I'm saying. So (laughs) trying to work with some of my ancestors like, this is scary. You are oppressing people. Like this isn't cool. And going back in one of the workshops that I've done through Miriam Hasna was really eye opening where they were talking about ancestors and the fact that Um, not all your ancestors are people that you kind of want to have around or you want to be talking to or interacting with. A lot of them still are sitting with a lot of their own trauma or their own um, mess, you know? And yeah, they may be projecting that into you or there may be toxic stuff going on of them um, coming into your sphere and being like, I'm an ancestor. You know, not all ancestors are wise, like ascended, pure beings. Uh And so being very (laughs) conscious And even this woman was expressing this incredible story of, you know, she says, anyway, she basically was like, I feel it's very important to tell people that they shouldn't just call in their ancestors when they're setting a space. And I'm not saying that you do this because I really love, and you have a very beautiful prayer with what you do with your clients, but just being aware of what you mean with it, really being clear again on the intention of when you're calling in your ancestors. So maybe it's even clarifying the words that you use around that saying, I my healthy ancestors, what she was saying was bright and well ancestors, like really being clear about which people you're talking about when you're opening up that space. And someone in the workshop had asked a question was like, well, what about when you're in circle and someone else is invoking the space and you're not? And, you know, they're just calling in everybody's ancestors. And what she said, which was really beautiful, she said, well, if you feel like you can express, like, I just want to say, Um, that there are certain ancestors I don't want to be in the room, and I just want to express that out loud. But I understand that that sometimes triggers other people, right? Because then all of a sudden they're like, wait, what? Like, I have weird answers. I should be worried about my ancestors. 
So instead, what she was saying is like, you can allow for that person to be calling in the ancestors and you can just hold true and hold space for the fact that you only want certain ancestors to be brought in. So you have that capacity of saying like, you know what, I hear what you're saying. I don't want to negate you or disrupt this energy at all. I just want to hold space for the fact that I don't agree. Right? So you don't even have to say anything. You don't have to react. It's still in that neutrality of allowing them to do their thing and not disrupting it, just saying like energetically, I'm holding the truth that I don't I don't believe in everything that you just said and the circle that I'm invoking is not the same circle and that's okay. So it's holding that. You have to like hold the space for the dissonance to exist because a lot of times it triggers other people, especially if it's vocalized and actually put into words. Yeah. Which is a struggle because that's like, whoa, I have to watch my own back and set up my own boundaries and try to be neutral, but then also hold the space for be me being neutral to be okay for everyone, which is a lot of, a lot of holding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like that's what we're here to do. So I, that's, that's kind of what I was hearing in you. And I also just want to express I love that you've gone through a lot of these um, kind of this marriage, uh, like deep dive because it's le allowed me to reflect a lot and I, I am not married and I've thought about these things before kind of, but not in such an energetic specific way that I really appreciate. And I do just want to say it is possible to do this work when you're in a marriage or to do this before and get actually get married, but just be very intentional of the energy that you're choosing to let in to that relationship or that dynamic and that's what it sounds like you're doing and it just is so beautiful because that's what as a collective I feel like we're all doing we're like what is the conditioning that I have whoa 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 and that's why it's so beautiful some of the younger generation I was talking to some friends and you know some people are like they scare me and a few people were like actually I think they're awesome because they're just coming in liberated and free and they're showing us like wow, we have so much shit around like relationships and sexuality. And, and, you know, obviously that's been building for a long time. And that is um, a signal that there's been a lot of work done, right? On, on like, I'll say, well, I don't, I guess I'll say the backs of other people, which sounds awful and makes me think of slavery and I don't like that. But what I'm saying is essentially other people have done work and have opened up these doorways so that that energy can come through. So clearly it's been building, but it's just, it's time, it's time for us all to not wake up because I don't want to talk about that anymore, but it's time for us to face all this. And it is a beautiful moment to be like, ooh, this thing's coming up. How can I work this through my system? How can I heal this not only myself, but my whole bloodline? Right? <laughs> like, how can I do all of this? It's amazing. What I hear you saying is amazing. And it's, it is like that invitation that I hope people are choosing and I'm just trying to beam out like keep choosing it keep doing it you, you know you can do it there's so many options and whenever you feel conditioning you know that there's a way out because there was a way that you got conditioned to that thing and so what is the opposite of that and now you can go do that and be that but it is a process and it is hard where even when you make the choice like you said there's these times where it's like you sure but like, wait, don't you think this? And you're like, get off my back. You know, you have to be really strong in your convictions. Right. And in that way, the world will kind of, I'll say, test you in right. that. Like, you sure your energy's clean? You sure? Well, and we're even coming from a generation where, 
like our parents are different ages so like my parents generation which I feel like they're still generationally together around this of like therapy is weakness um not to say all people in that generation feel this way I will say that uh but there was like this like therapy is weakness or like we don't talk about the bad things we don't talk about you know I think even saying like that's still alive in a lot of the marriage yeah or even thinking to myself like okay if I complain about something with Tom like to a certain person are they going to then project onto my marriage that it's a certain thing um, when, you know, and I have my Venus and Aquarius in the 11th house. This is very Venus and Aquarius in the 11th house where I, it's to treat everyone like God and drag thing. It's, it's like, yes, Tom is a soulmate of mine, but like, so are you. So is Malia, my best friend. Like there, you know, there, there isn't this, like, to me, I'm like, there isn't this, he's the, my person, like the, my person thing kind of drives me nuts too, because I'm just like, but it's still so alive. a person. Even if it's not I'm in your conscious, we all right. have to process through that. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's, it, it is. Yeah. And like, I, think I think we, we like all have layers. to do that work in marriage uh-huh. in our own way. We're going to do it in different ways. Some people are actually going to do it in a marriage. Some people are like, have already done it right by age 18 and they're just poly their whole, or whatever, you know, right. but we're each going to have to do that because that is so alive in our conditioning of our DNA and our collective still. Yep. That we're facing it. Yep. Yeah. So good on you for doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think for me, and the reason why I brought the Venus and Christ thing too is I value freedom and space around, uh, around things and independence in that way. And I think Tom does too. And, um, you know, it's like really understanding when either of us are like projecting expectations, which is, that's a normal marriage thing to talk about. But, you know, it's just interesting to me, the dynamics that come up with humans around that, where it, it, how do I put this? I, I, you know, I I think that, how do I put this? (laughs) You know, it's like, not necessarily even like the choosing your battle thing, but it's like choosing what you want your world to look like. Like there's a lot of that where I feel this major projection. And again, this is also has to do with how, and I don't mean this in like an arrogant way, but like how sensitive and psychic I am where I'm like, Whoa, I can feel all that where there are a fair amount of people who can't feel that macro edge of things. So I definitely understand that I live in a very different type of reality in that way, but, uh, we're all psychic. So everyone, everyone's being affected by this in some way. Um, you know, and so not just in marriage, but in just expectations and, and like society expectations and social norms and things like this that, um, you know, to me, I just would, I didn't want to like, we were talking about this before the podcast. Like I don't, I didn't want to feed the beast. Like I don't want to feed the beast that is this dysfunction, you know? And, and my guides work with me a lot to, to connect to dysfunction. I'm not perfect. I'm not always like, I spy dysfunction. Yeah. Like, (laughs) uh, you know, I'm still a double Pisces. I still like trust everybody. (laughs) So, you know, there's all, all of that packed away. But so it's interesting to, or, or I think I think I expect the best or not even expect the best is the word. Like mm. I have, I feel like I see the best in people, but 
So I, I think, you know, it's, it's just interesting to think about the different, just the different layers. Right. Um, of, well, of and you that. doing this work, which sounds like clearly, you know, I don't know, is it this, did you sign up? Is there a contract here? I don't know, but listen, you're doing the work regardless you're doing it. And every time someone does something like that and chooses authenticity or integrity or freedom in a way that is actually real to them, that doesn't, it's not even just that it ripples out. I think it ripples out energetically in a way we can't see or really comprehend. But also anytime somebody looks at you and you talk about your marriage in a way that is very real and true and like we're doing it differently. Yeah, we're married, but like da, 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 or we did this work. That creates such a beautiful, that's it. You just like built a drive. You just built a road. Right? right? Like what you're doing is constructing a road for you to drive on because you're like, I need to get somewhere. But then now the road exists for everybody else to drive on. Right. It's crazy. So now people can do that work so much faster because you've done it. Like you've done a lot more of the legwork. You like built the road. You <laughs> paved the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? People the just have to have a car. Traveled. Yeah. I mean, and it might look like at some point... In the physical realm, it might look like Tom and I having an apartment at like somewhere or having to live your truth. Locations. Yeah. Like to me, I was just like, this is kind of silly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I agree. I was like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to not be with you, but like this, all this stuff that gets pushed on you is weird. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't, I'm Even not, I'm not down. in the spiritual community, <laughs> which is so interesting. Yeah. Like, the whole twin flame idea, which is, you know, its own can of worms. Hilarious. Own can of worms. Hilarious, <laughs> like, nuanced drama. It's your soul Oh, my God. No, but even, like, when I had that night, because I've been kind of looking at partnership, I, I really feel like I'm, I'm destined for partnership, but I also try to challenge myself and be like... Ooh, is that just my conditioning or is that real? And I yeah. try to really remain open. And at one point, a friend was looking at my astrology chart, who was an astrologer, and was kind of just telling me things. And we were kind of, you know, drinking wine. And, you know, you never really know. I don't know what was yeah. going on. I don't necessarily think that this is, like, for sure true, but it was clearly what I needed to hear yeah. in that moment, where he basically was just like, yeah, no. Like, I don't see you in partnership at all. You maybe have, like children with multiple men, like, you're, you know, basically it was just like, nope, <laughs> you're not here to have a marriage, basically like, nope. Yeah. And again, I don't know what my truth is. I'm not attaching that to be the thing now, but it just was so beautifully eye-opening because my system was uncomfortable. Instead of being like, that's not true for me, it was scared to hear that and being like, wait, no, but that doesn't fit my dream of my fantasy of my prince on a horse. And, you know, this whole thing. And it was like, whoa. Ooh, the four rescuer. Right? Like, <laughs> clearly we got to unpack this. So, yeah. you know, and I, I maybe am a little bit more traditional than other people. Some people don't necessarily, right, have that. But I do think there are so many. It's even just like the idea of when you're a little girl and this concept of you wearing a white dress and having a big wedding and having your friends be the bridesmaids. You know, when we were in middle school, it's like, oh, you're not going to be my bridesmaid anymore. It's like, bitch, that's not going to be for like 20 years. <laughs> and you're like holding that yeah, over I'm some other holding. kid. Yeah. You know? And even just some of my friends that have come out to their parents as, as gay yeah. and being female, the mourning for their parents was for the wedding. It wasn't even, it was like mostly oh, for the geez. fucking wedding. Yeah. Which is just this whole thing. There's so much there, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And so we all need to unpack it in the ways that feel right for us. 
And I just love seeing you unpack it. And you unpacking is making me unpack it. And so yeah. it's just like, you know, it's, it's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, our our wedding day, too. I mean, we got married on a Friday, ruled by Venus. So, and it was a year to the date of our first date. And it was a 10, which I think numerologically, too, you can reduce down to one. Mm. Six is the best or one. Mm. So, I mean, I looked at stuff. You yeah, know, for you, sure. Well, you were conscious of in the way that you could be at that time. Right. But yeah. the, so, and the other thing too is, is we were, it was supposed to thunderstorm that day. This was really cool. And the photographer who's lovely, but wanted to switch it at Black Balsam. And I was like, look, no. I asked my guides and I was like, do we keep it? And they were like, yes. And I was like, perfect. So I actually went against that a little bit and we met up at five and took pictures till six. And then she stayed till seven, but it was supposed to be six to eight. So we drive up. And it's raining and it's thundering in Asheville. It starts to get crazy. <laughs> and we get to Black Balsam. Because it's raining, no one is there. It stops raining. It clears. It literally trickles sun through the trees during our ceremony onto us. Like, And my one friend who drove up to um, be there at the ceremony, because there are a few friends there, of course, too, um, was like, you're magical because I just drove through the worst <laughs> storm of my life and it's like not happening literally right here. You know, like I was like, yeah, it's like this like trust and faith. But apparently, I don't know if this is true because my family's so weird, but my dad was like, am I going to walk her down some sort of aisle? Like, and we're in the woods. So right. we just came over from taking photos. I walked up and hugged everyone. We played Fleetwood Mac. Like I was like, even in the ceremony, I was like, there is, aren't rules. Like we it's don't, so there aren't funny. rules. Isn't it like, funny? Yeah, I almost There's so wish much conditioning I in our hadn't systems worn like a it. white dress. Mm. Yeah, I almost wish I had worn just something completely different. Choice, you we know? have the choice. Yeah. Because it, it's so, you know, and that, that whole it's thing crazy. was super stressful. Weddings can fuck off. And well, I've catered. So I call it the matrix of weddings where like every wedding I'd be like, oh, here comes Whitney Houston, somebody dance with like, or like Uptown Funk, like every wedding, same songs, same kind of toast to the point where I was like, is this is is or marriage, just people are not like, even religious what? and this like <laughs> pastor or whatever is marrying yes. them that doesn't even know that I don't know I've whatever choose you. your choice like I've if you want you that have it. Right? I don't I these speeches I and I'm like oh I heard that last that. weekend <laughs> I'm like can I just show up for the dance I don't want to be here for this I actually yeah. don't like weddings like I I yeah no I don't either. don't I do like not like weddings it's expensive anyway we're getting into a whole thing sorry no no no, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like, that's what I think I said. I don't know. I was so nervous. I think at, at the party, the wedding party part that you came to because we threw the party. Right. I like, was like, oh, I, you could probably see we're not very traditional, so enjoy the cake. I don't know what I said, <laughs> but I just was like, thank you for coming. Thanks, and like threw bye. the microphone That's down. amazing. And I was like, I'm not doing this. One um, part that I do want to touch on just before we switch subjects because I did find it very interesting and I do think it's very true is this concept of when parents especially think that when you're married, now you're taken care of. Yes. Where it's like, oh, oh, now they're okay, now they're safe. Or like that idea of when they're in a relationship. And it's like, uh, how about you empower me to be amazing and perfect on my own? Like, I don't need right. anybody. Right. How about that? Yeah. Let's all create that world and that energy and put that out there. Yeah. But it's just this, everybody, it, and it's, I've been thinking about this some, um, looking at my parents because there's some moments when they were my age 
and, you know, younger when they first met and had kids, they were very progressive and um, just, like, weird, new-agey. And then as they got older, they kind of, like, became their parents, which was maybe a little bit more conservative. And now, and it's like, what is this cycle? What happened there? What is the conditioning that you get into fear around security in a certain way that then you all of a sudden start acclimating into this what you know of, like, what a father is or whatever yep. when it's not actually you? Like, how much are we actually operating in conditioning or in these... Um, these tropes, these stereotypes constantly. That's why I love living today because it's just being broken wide open. Yes. Like, no, I do not want that pronoun. Or like, no, I am not that way. Yeah, Uranus and Taurus, although that's systems, but systems are But people. the people that even, people. <laughs> you know, me, I'm a heteronormative, um, for the most part, like, female identifying individual. Yeah. I still have to unpack all that shit too. Yep. Even though I'm not necessarily, you know, more on the alternative spectrum, I still have to digest in my own system. Yep. Yeah. Connor. My dog's trying to sit on I mean, me. And I, I've been thinking about this too in regards to trauma oh. bonding, you know, where people talk a lot. So the other thing, now Tom, so I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love this. I'm just going to talk about this. So now Tom and I are rewatching, or I'm rewatching, he's watching Felicity with me. <laughs> like, so anyone listening is like, okay, you married an amazing human. Uh, but he's like super into it. He's like, the writing is good. I'm kind of like into it. Where our friend Katie, who oh lives in, who used to live here in Asheville, who lives in Colorado Springs, is finally watching it with, because my friend Lindsay. Anyways. So, and she's not really liking it. And Tom's like, what do you mean? Like, why? Like, ben, you know, Ben and Noel, like, uh, you know, it's like so funny. So when I think about this too, and I see it, this is, that show was on before cell phones in 1998 through 2002. And before all this language got filtered Ooh. in around trauma bonding, which I'm, I'm all for. So, but it's interesting because they're unpacking these things, but they don't have the language for it. So it's so, and they like, it reminds me of college because I didn't have a cell phone in college until like 2008. I didn't even have a cell phone when I moved to Asheville. <laughs> I was oh like, I'm God. never getting a cell phone. I didn't get a smartphone. Anyways. Trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there, you know, there's like a cell phone in a few scenes, but it's not like people knock on each other's doors and like run into each other. And I'm like, oh, I want that again. Like, so I'm just being a, you know, Gen, Gen Xer, <laughs> a 90s gal. But so I think, you know, it's interesting because I'm watching this with a filter of this language and I'm like, wow, you know, they're talking about trauma bonding. And I was thinking about this and talking about this with a client where I was like, you know, trauma bonding served a really, really specific purpose because it was like, you've been through some shit. I've been through some shit. Let's get together. Because trauma bonding, typically when you talk about it, there's like sexual connection, yeah. but it's like emotionally volatile. And I'm like, right, but that's because you, we were choosing partners in the past that we were like, you know how to get through some intense shit. Right, what was that and so they that like got together to be you like, hated because you're oh like, gosh. it's trauma bonding, trauma bonding. And I was like, you know? yeah, but the emotional tension is so good. I don't know what show that was. It we'll was think that of it. Book, after. It was the book that was turned into the British show about like the couple that just kept breaking up and getting back together and being confused and not the expressing affair? their emotions. No, Normal it was like a, it was a nor- <laughs> normal people. Normal people. <laughs> 
That is trauma. I watched it like three times because it just reminded me of stuff and was kicking up all my ears. You're like, uh, yeah, it's all about trauma. (laughs) It's all about trauma. Damn it! I'm the adult Pisces. I love. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Hilarious. So you know, I think it's this idea where now we're like, oh, trauma bonding bad, and I'm like, well, here's the deal: is it's not that it necessarily was like good or bad. It's more so there. It served a purpose that no longer needs like now are you growing from this, it yes or exactly no. yeah yeah so now there's this like shift in that as well Gunner's <laughs> um where we're able oh. to kind of disconnect from that but not everybody's going to be in that shift of awareness because of well resources possibly um a lot of people marry for economics so there mm. there's complications here but it's interesting to think about this in terms of, of, of that when we were talking about the layer of fear and all these things as well and codependency and enmeshment and, and you know, we no longer need those things to exist, like based on survival. We no longer need these things, right? We have, this is the evolvement into a new human age where it's like, I, we no longer need that. And so what does the world look like? You're talking about like paving new roads, right? This is that idea of what does the world look like when we don't need that. And I think this is why we're seeing choice or we're seeing the pendulum swing the other way with poly relationships, which, again, no judgment there. But it, it is, a to me, it is a, a balancer. Like, we're trying to find balance in all of this. Or, you know, people, aren't, aren't there people who talk about, like, how marriage is, like, the backbone of society? And I'm like, well, good luck. <laughs> because I'm like, this is not a good thing to have as the backbone of society. Right, but there, there's this. Um, it's inherent in the patriarchies of the exactly, yeah. I mean, I, and so I think it's like we we're working through this, no longer needing it to survive. And I'm I'm speaking anecdotally. I don't want to. I really yes. want to honor that there are marriages out there that are abusive. <laughs> there's domestic violence. So you know, this is well, you're redefining these words. Yeah, I think that's what it's right. for me is clarifying the energy of what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I have this friend, amazing story of she was dating this guy. And you know, she's had a whole bunch of slew of kind of dramas of men and she's kind of gotten guarded and is but has healthy boundaries, and so this time it's actually really beautiful and it's really evolving. And a lot of her friends have been like, oh, do you love him? And like pushing her to be like, have you said I love you yet? We've had some really interesting conversations about like, first of all, that's whack. Like, what yeah. are they doing? Like, what is that? Yeah. And second of all, like, what is love? Any, any, I, I started to just look at words in general. Like, right. I was reading this new book, and there's some big fancy words that I used to maybe want to know their definition and remember them. And now I'm like, I don't care. I actually would like to have less words in my vocabulary, but know exactly what they mean. And the person that is listening to them knows exactly what I mean. And it's not just the, the, the tracing back of what the word literally means in Webster. I'm talking about the energy behind the word. So when you say marriage, what does the energy immediately, right? We kind of get that download that's a little bit of a shock and a fear to our system of like man and wife with the pitchfork and the, you know, whatever it is, uh-huh. right? Like the wedding ceremony, you own me now, I own you now, like, woo. But instead... And people literally getting right. married to survive. Sure. Or women. Yes, yes, like protect me, please. Yeah. You know, now can we either, yeah, create a new word or completely... St. Germain, the fucking word, right? Yeah, like, put it through the violet flame. flame and be like, 
I'm going to create what I mean when I say this word and energetically put that behind it and express that hopefully to whoever I'm speaking to or whoever needs to hear it. And that's the way I hear the word. I I used to hate the word, well, I didn't like the word God because it made no sense to me. It felt like it belonged to religion and that was just pulling people apart. But now I'm kind of like, I get what they mean by God and what I mean by when I say, I don't, you know, in these interchangeable words is the same thing. So now when other people say God, I don't get upset. I just see what I feel from that word, you know, and I try to understand the energy that they're using when they say the word. That's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. It's again, intention, choice, clarifying where you're putting your energy. Yeah. I mean, and this is why... The Matrix or the powers that, well, they don't really, they're, they're fake in power, everybody. Um, <laughs> Newsflash, yeah. uh, try to keep people busy. You know, mm-hmm. when people are like, I work this many hours, I'm like, there's no way you're able to then distinguish energy because you're not taking time in the subtle world. And the subtle world is timeless. Yes. yes. So, and time is fake. (laughs) Time is a construct that we can utilize to like organize and that is it, right? It's like, I know, no, of course that's not a new thought, but it is like so apparent to me how much social norms are connected to time. This idea of like, you're wasting my time. This happened earlier. I was running late, yeah. right? And then you were running late and I was like, oh, perfect, ah. perfect time. But I still had all this upregulation of not a lot, but like, cause we're friends and we have good rapport, but this like, huh, well, I, I, I'm inconveniencing her. I'm a bad person. I'm wasting her time. We had to reschedule, you know, uh, uh, she probably doesn't think I value her as a person. There's just like all these things where I'm like, okay, you done. <laughs> Like, I was kind of like, you done? And I still walked up to you in Dober Tea and apologized. Like, and you were like, I just got here. It's fine. You know? Like, it always, you know when I say, like, it always works out in the right time and the right space. And utilizing that mantra and playing with that. Well, trusting that's a hard process, though. Right. And this is where cell phones Mm -hmm. really fuck that up. Because now you're getting energetically disrupted by people, by social media, by different things. So when we get that energetic disruption, the like ding, ding, which I keep my phone on silent all the time and just check it. But it's like, there's this, it's not even to me dopamine based. I think it's all based in time, right? Mm. But you think of Saturn with time. You can think of Saturn's dad, Kronos. Kronos was like the king of time. And ate his children. My husband, y'all. Watch <laughs> yeah. Ate his children so that no one would take over his, you know, like they're the myth. All, yeah. you, you can connect to these esoteric things mm. where Saturn is also the planets are Saturn return that is very connected to discipline. It rules both Capricorn and Aquarius. So it has this like do 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 kind of feel to it. Um, why we do things on Saturdays, also the worst day to get married on, because <laughs> it's like this energetics of earning. Mm. You got to earn your, you know, I like Ooh. read up on all that before we got married. I was like, we're not getting married on Saturday. <laughs> so I told him, I told Tom, I was like, nope, Saturday is out. <laughs> that's so, really interesting. And that's, I think my mom, most people get married Saturdays. So it, you know, it's interesting to think of. Like these esoteric constructs that help us kind of connect to the energy, right? The resources of that. And so 
you know, like that's a lot of what I play with around time, you know, and I have clients, it's the best. I have clients that every single one of them that day are running like 15 minutes late. So everything's just 15 minutes late. And I'm like, we're good. If you chill out, usually you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's all meant to be. Like, and, and it's appreciative that people text me like, I'm running late. Of course, right? There's thoughtfulness there. But, you know, most people talk about money being this construct that people are tied to. I think it's time. I just think it's time. Which time is, you know, time is money, but I think it's money too, but, you I think know, they're all think interconnected the and maybe the energies is... of them are, are similarly oppressive. Right. But I do think that unpacking them are, is maybe different. Maybe you could unpack it all at once through time. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Well, you think about a job, like, you yeah. know, I'm self-employed, so it, it's helpful to, I'm out of this construct, but there was so much around time with a job. Oh, you know, I'm paying you this much an hour, blah, 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 blah. Value, yeah, da, 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 value. Yeah, like, what are you doing with your 40 hours a week? Da, 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 da. And I'm a fast learner, so I always got shit done way faster and then was like, it doesn't matter that I got it done faster. I'm not going to, like, then do more work, which is, like, South Node Capricorn for me of, like, work, 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 work. Or parents that really worked hard and was like, you got to work hard. And I always thought to myself, like, why? Like, I don't want to work hard. Like, I want there to be ease. Like, comfort and ease is, like, part of orthobionomy. Like, I want there to be ease. If you enjoy it, you know, like, working Mm -hmm. hard in the garden can be so... Yeah, you could spend eight hours and feel like it was, like, four. Right. But if you're, like, laboring every day... Right. Then you're you're not in divine flow. Sorry. One thing my friend, (laughs) our our friend, Nettie, Uh Uh who I actually brought to your wedding before she knew you. I know, yeah. Hey, Nettie. I know she listens to this sometimes. I'm so glad she's able to come with you. I was like, bring a friend. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fun night. But, um... Nettie was telling me of a book that she was reading. I forget the name of the author, so I am not going to be able to quote that. I'm sorry. But something struck her, and it really has sat with me over and over again. There is a passage where this woman was saying, like, please let me be a good animal today. Mm. And it was like, ooh, yes. Like, thinking about animals and how they approach life. You know, a fox may need to go hunting even if he doesn't want to because he needs to eat or he needs to save food or whatever, but he does it, right? But then if he wants to take a nap, he does or whatever it is. Like how to be a good animal and you're kind of taking out of those constructs, those conditionings, those pressures, and some of your consciousness as well of like watching yourself doing all this and just letting yourself be and asking how am I affecting the world right now? Like, am I being kind to myself? Am I being kind to others? I don't know. That statement was so loaded and it feels like a perfect response for me of what you're expressing of like how to soften some of these edges that we have that are everywhere. And I know for me, it was really hard for a long time, even when I was trying to choose something different, whenever I was around other people that were still choosing the original thing or the conditioning or, you know, the old road, it was really hard to be like, wait, but I found a shortcut or like, wait, I like the scenic route, right? Mm -hmm. It was that pressure of like, you have to be playing country music because I'm playing country music. And so I had to create that space of like, no, it's okay if I choose something else. And so then it was, I felt more comfortable choosing something else, right? But it is that whole thing of like, I don't know, for me, that's what I've been doing. In a weird way, I've been really disconnecting from money because I haven't been making money 
And there's a whole spiral there for me of like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, how am I going to survive? But then it was just like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. If I take a little time and right now feels like I need some space, there's totally a panic like room, right? Full of emotion around there. And sometimes I need to feel it. But other times it's like, is that true for me right now? No. Okay, then I can listen to that and I can try to trust that even though it's scary and I don't know what that means. But I'm choosing to have faith in it, you know, and I'm testing it out. Like worst case scenario, I took a few months and like tried a thing and maybe it didn't work, but I feel like it's working. Somehow it's working even though I'm yeah. still not making money, right? I yeah. still, I feel better about myself now than I ever have. So it's how do we unpack these things from our system and recognize it is so subtle, right? But it's everywhere. Like once you start noticing it, it's everywhere. Yeah. And it's so it's these crazy big structures where it's like, yeah, time, money, image. So much of it is just trying to be valid, right? I read Ishmael. Have you ever read it? Yeah. Finally I read it. <laughs> and it was like, whoa, That's yes. Like That's a psychic I don't, from this week. Sorry. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I don't need to work hard to do XYZ in order to get fed. Like I have abundance. It is everywhere. You just read it for the first time? So after I read that book, I broke up with my boyfriend, <laughs> followed another boy to Las Vegas across the country, quit my job, Ooh. like brr, 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 brr. It's like, so good. Bro was broke. Like, yeah. I, I will say I, also, I like, was like, like fuck it. <laughs> another piece that I really loved from it was it was expanding in a way of like, maybe humans are fucking up and making all these mistakes in order to learn, again, like, we're building the road. We're building yeah. the road for other creatures or for other life forms or whatever, potentially, to have consciousness that we have. So it's all just par for the course. Like, if you accept that, then you can kind of let it go. Like, you can let it happen mm -hmm. and realize it kind of is that dogma of, like, everything is meant to be. I still think that we have free will, obviously, and like can you know enact change, and it is our responsibility to do so and to be aware of our impact. But it is also trusting, like maybe shit's fucked up because it's teaching us something, because it's catalyzing something, you know. And maybe this wasn't the only way it could have happened. Maybe it could have happened a softer way, but here we are anyway. Yeah. So let's learn. Let's do it. So I don't know. That was also very positive because sometimes when we get into this. It does feel heavy. It does feel like there's so much. But like I said, anytime you feel like there's tension or conditioning, there's an answer there. Yeah. There's girl, always girl. an answer yeah. or like a visualization or a that's a clue. It's a clue. Yep. Totally. We're all yeah. just playing fucking Blue's Clues our <laughs> whole life. I mean, I think, so I think of this too as well. And I got permission to share this from the client because what you're speaking to really connects to this, you know. Where So I have lots of clients, and this client in particular, she and I, long ago I taught her at AB Tech, which is so funny, and one day I was getting a migraine at AB Tech, and she had a, like a Zomig and gave me one, and it like saved my day. I took it quick enough, you know, because I used to get chronic migraines because of stress and not going into my gifts, that's my story around that. So she randomly found me, I think on Instagram, and is a client of mine now, she's awesome, and again, gave me permission to talk about this, so... 
um, and had her first migraine for a year. And and I'm not saying I cured her from migraines. We do ortho and have done a and have done a reading, but um, that like we do a lot of nervous system work together. She's done a lot of amazing work herself, like of course too. And and so there's the the layered approach to it. And she was talking about how she got a migraine and she was at the Arboretum. She saw the aura because I get auras too. And when you see the aura, your nervous system immediately goes into some sort of fight or flight, which doesn't help because then your blood pressure goes up and your blood vessels are really connected to migraines. And so, you know, and and typically it is uh, blood that connects, that that gives you migraines. So like uh, that blood pressure. And so, so it was interesting because she got the migraine and she went home and she was like, okay, you know, it sucked, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, but, you know, was able to resource around that migraine. And then I think it was a week later, I'm remember, trying to remember, she went back to the Arboretum and her, she felt, she got to observe her nervous system and her nervous system went into this upregulated space. And when she first got her migraine and pulled into the Arboretum, she went on a walk, she hiked up, she kind of not overrode it, but kind of tried to be like, it's not happening. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, so when she went back to Arboretum and her system went into that, she was like, this is a different day. And she like talked her system. Mm. She made different choices. She's like, I I was nerding out like crazy when she was talking. I was like, this is so good. She walked a different path. She didn't walk the uphill path. She like spoke to herself, spoke to her like nervous system and her soul. Like I'm hydrated today, please. Mm. Like, you know, like, and created choice and possibility within the system that was was like triggered or responding to this like whoa whoa whoa, I remember this and like was like hey which is like neuroplasticity new neuro pathways of like look no we're good migraine's not gonna happen Mm. like and it's just so cool because this is like this is the simplicity of what we're talking about where I could see after this conversation, someone being like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with all this energy and da, 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 da. And it's like the nervous system is this simple space you can go to of like, is the, is my tongue at the roof of my mouth? Am I in fight or flight right now? Is there, am I dissociating like you talked about at the beginning or am I going into some sort of deep freeze where I like don't want to deal, you know, cause these are protective mechanisms. And so it's really interesting because it was like this clear observation. And this is like, what would your higher self do, of course, as well. But it is also like, how can I, what resources do I need to assist me in this moment? Um, and the nervous system itself becomes a resource after after a certain amount of healing around that. Because then we can be like, hey, are you actually in threat? Like, hey, heartbeat. There, an, an, a few nights ago, my heartbeat was going like crazy and I'm like, I'm in fight or flight and I don't know why. And I just was like, tell me why you're in fight or flight. And my system just starts talking to me about all this. And I'm like, what? what, what, what? <laughs> you know, and, and like for many years, it was like, I was exposed to a narcissist. Like I, was like, <laughs> I got exposed. That's the word I'd use. It'd be all dramatic. But it, that helped me too. be like, it who was, was I exposed to? Yeah. yeah. And I would track my day and then I'd try to avoid. And like that didn't, that doesn't work for me. That's like walking on eggshells too much for me. And like. It's that, that hypervigilance. It's, it's exactly. Exhausting. It's yeah. still vigilant. Yeah. And so it was, it was interesting because this client as well, at the very beginning of the session was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, what's up? She's like. I was just upregulated by a conversation. I'm da 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 da. And the whole session we go through, and at the end, I was like, hey, so 
one thing I'm feeling in your system is like you trying to protect me from your energy right now. Ooh. And like what I'm telling you is like, it's, it's, you don't need to do that for people. Like that's another layer of vigilance of like, <gasps> you know, and I said to her, I was like, I get this pattern. So like, I'm not projecting, but like, I this get this pattern. Like, uh huh. Yeah. She's a deep empath. So it was like, you know, this conversation of like noticing when you feel like you have to protect other people from your energy. Codependency. Right. <laughs> In this way of like, when we go into that and, and, and this, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and her, like the work she's doing is so fucking brilliant and awesome. And I love it. And it's, it's like really connected in that way. And so this is for her like this, like, okay, I've got to, there are, here are the layers. And that's like the day by day. It made me think of, and I wanted to share this in general, this story, but this makes me think of like the simple ways every day of like checking in, like how's the nervous system? Cause that's going to be your, your number one. That's your proprioception. Like we've talked about many times of like, I'm in the here and now, cause we are on this human plane and we are connected to the here and now in that way. And then we can expand out to like, but also our whole life is happening in this moment right now too. So, but we have to understand the inception point in the moment right now, that's the full card, before we can expand out to the world, which is the final card in tarot of Major Arcana. It's like, it's there like that for a reason. Mm. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Ooh, we did a good job today. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add to that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you just literally went from the fool to the world. Like, what else do I uh, Yeah, we just got it all. We packed it in. <laughs> But I, I do think there are simple ways of connecting to this that can be really useful. I mean, the breath, you know, like. Huge. Yeah. Animals. I've been doing that bumblebee okay. breath a lot. It helps. Ooh, it's so good for Whenever me. Whenever I feel weird, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. In tennis, I've been like blubbering my lips. I've been taking like, I've been going. <sighs> right before people like serve to me and stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm regulating my system. Like that's going to help me play calm. Yeah. I'm four no. Whatever that means. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> that means you've won four times. I don't know. I have. Oh, and I'm playing up. Oh. So watch out. Tennis bitches. <laughs> There's some tennis bitches out there. And I'm not just oh, talking I'm about sure. women. <laughs> so. oh, that's a whole that's a whole world of its own, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a fun projection moment. People project a lot onto me and when they play me in tennis, like, and I think it's funny. I was I was randomly like I felt like I was getting a message I needed to watch a show and I was kinda like, okay. And I found this kind of random show. I obviously don't know anything about sports. I had no idea what you meant when you said 4-0. But it was a, <laughs> show, it was a show about NBA players. Uh-huh. And the hosts were two NBA players, and they had this podcast, and they have all the big dudes. And, like, of course, I only recognize some of the names from, like, rap songs. So yeah, that's where I'm at, basically. Yeah. Um, but it was on Iverson. It was like the ran- a random episode that I was like, I guess it's this one. And I turned it on being like, what am I doing watching this show? <laughs> but then at the end, it was so clear. There were so many beautiful messages in it. And I guess we can maybe somehow tie this up with like athletics and this idea. But basically, lots was in there. A lot of nuggets. But the nugget that I'm going to pinpoint is this idea of athletes 
and their ability to be in the zone in a way that they're so in flow and they're so in tune and trusting their body that they almost don't remember. They're like channeling through their body, playing a game. And there was a moment where he had done something, you know, spectacular, really funny or whatever. Again, I don't know. But they tried to get him to reenact it. Like it became kind of this like whole part of his brand. Like people understood him to have done this thing. And he was like, honestly, I don't even know what I did or how to do Uh it because he was so in flow that he just didn't, you know, and there's so much wisdom there. Like any show that I've watched with athletes specifically because there's so much discipline, there's so much focus. Obviously they have their own issues. They're not perfect. Right. But in that moment when they're talking about their sport or that, there's so much wisdom in there. And I think it's just that lesson of like how to be in flow, like how to have that training so much so that you trust your body and you just let go and you're just in it. That's my goal. Like yeah, all the yeah. time. We need to get an athlete in here. Oh yeah. We'll I discuss. mean, my brother was a bit like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's kayaker. When he was in that, and and he totally. at one point was telling me that he really wanted me to find a partner that was a athlete because he was like, they know what they want, they yeah. go after what they want, they're not scared of it, they have such discipline. It's like, ooh, there's a lot of good qualities in people that are really dedicated to a sport. So, I honor you in your tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope we can all find some sort of flow and like trust in our system yeah. to be able to let go that that much. I mean, so total honesty, I use a lot of my gifts and human design and stuff in tennis, not in a manipulative way, but more so in a like tennis is a lot about energy. So a lot of people call yeah. it a mental game. But it's all about you maintaining your own presence and awareness and energy on the court and not being influenced by their energy. So when people, when their energy infiltrates, which they do, a lot of them try to do this, even though they don't have the language like this, I just have barriers. I'm like, nope, nope, not allowed. Well, that must be interesting because it is a one-on-one. Like, I would imagine that's true of any sport, potentially, Mm -hmm. Uh, right? Like golf, watching the... Tiger Woods documentary, which is oh, fascinating. So, so good. You told me about it. That's right. Yeah, it's but so just good. like tuning everything out is that that heightened energy of performing yeah. is so insane because yes, yeah, so the energetics of, of like being an athlete can be so interesting and incredible. Yeah. We'll have to have an athlete. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Maybe your brother. Who knows? <laughs> Someone. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Gunner. He's like, we're done. Uh, any athletes out there that want to be on our podcast? Yeah, let us know. We'll think of someone. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for yeah, listening. Yeah, thanks, y'all. <laughs> to our rambles. Even if this We're going to try to record time, which I more than doubt, six weeks. If this was your first time, which I seriously doubt, I'm yeah. Rhea. And I'm Alex. <laughs> also, don't give us a two-star review. <laughs> I mean, whatever, if you want to. I we had someone give us fine. a two-star review, really? which is fine. I didn't know that. Remember? I think no. I thought you pointed it out to me. Oh, maybe. I'm like... <laughs> Look, I, I think it was on again, Spotify, which I'm I mean, like not we like don't. I know, we don't say stuff like review. What do people say? Subscribe. Oh, God. <laughs> so, we don't need any of that, but I do want to give a shout-out to this two-star reviewer because I was like, clearly we're low-key. <laughs> And not following some sort of podcast. I want to say that I love you in your opinion. (laughs) Yeah. And I would rather someone not like us than have no feelings about us at all. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. We love it was you. just kind of funny. We're we're not really like a big operation over here. <laughs> Two we're not stars. sponsored or anything. Two stars. Yeah, this All episode right, anyway. was sponsored by Gunner. <laughs> Gunner the dog. Gunner the dog. Gunner. Aww. Oh, he's looking at us. He's like, wait, I'm on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, we're really going to sign off now. Okay. Bye. Bye.